0: don't want to sound rude but musk is like it just makes me think of like a, a man's armpit verbal diarrhea i felt like that's such a horrible phrase i said that in the other podcast i'm very sorry i don't want people to think about poo we'd turned around ready to go back home and that's when joey was like no like he literally like squ- i think he squealed he was like he was like no Hello everybody and welcome back to my podcast Esme's Country Life. Before we begin I just want to say a huge thank you to the sponsors of the podcast Red Post. Red Post is an equestrian and country store based in the UK but they also ship all over the world. Also newsflash the new Lemure colours are now out so if you want to check them out be sure to head to redpostquestrian.co.uk. Anyway, um, I'm back. Um, It didn't feel that long ago that I filmed the last one because I'm doing a double episode today, even though for you guys it's not a double episode, I'm just filming basically two podcasts in one day because I've been very, very busy here, there and everywhere, doing lots of things that I'm going to be talking to you guys about actually. Um, So yeah, since I've seen you last, I've been to two sort of different events and I've been to Scotland. Actually, I don't know what I should talk about first, really. I guess I should probably do it in chronological order. So um, the first show that I went to was the um, Longines... Royal International at Hickstead, and um, Longine very kindly invited me to the sort of hospitality bit, and that was very nice. Often when I go to hall shows, especially if I'm, it depends actually what I'm doing at the show. Um, each shows each show is very different. So some shows I go to, and they want me to go there to do like meet and greets and that kind of thing. So that's kind of how I'm working with the show to get kind of to get people to go in that sense. So um, I do a lot of advertising for the show beforehand and that kind of thing. Um, sometimes I get invited by brands to go to a show so for example when i went to badminton i was invited by fairfax and favor to kind of promote the brand while i'm there sometimes when i go to shows um for example with arkin at the world equestrian festival um they wanted me to do more of the like social media side things so um like they wanted me to do more stuff like while i'm actually at the show so um like filming a video um doing lots of like reels, social media stuff, stories, that kind of thing to get more eyes on the show and get more people to kind of hear about it sometimes the shows want me to go um, and to kind of like do lots of promotion for the sponsors there so actually all the shows are very different in very different ways Um, but anyway this time I was invited by Longines so obviously I was doing a lot of stuff for them so um, that was very nice Um, actually that's how I got onto the topic about talking about why I do all the different shows because I do get asked quite a lot of different questions about my job and that kind of thing so I don't know if that was interesting for you guys or not but um, because I do have a bit of a strange job, a bit of a weird Weird d- job i was at a um neighbor's barbecue the other day and like well, there were quite a few people actually that kind of knew what i did as a job i think like people talked that kind of thing um, and then there are a few people that like were really interested i don't know it's one of those things that's a bit bit d- different to kind of say what i do but um anyway um back to the shows yeah sometimes i go to a show and if i'm there like proper working i'm just there for the show i'm normally in the media center and i either buy like some food there or have like a little marmite sandwich in the media centre, that kind of thing. So um this this time was very different. I wasn't on my feet here, there and everywhere filming <clears throat> and interviewing riders and stuff. I was um yeah, I was living the posh life basically. So I was sitting in the nice hospitality bit, b- beautiful views. Um got to watch the show jumping while having a nice meal basically and then we had afternoon tea afterwards and oh my goodness I was stuffed I didn't have any dinner that night because I was very very full but it was yeah lovely got to wear a little long jean watch and everything felt very kind of fancy so that was a bit of a a bit of a bit of a cool trip. Also, the UK, um, sorry, Great Britain won the Nations Cup, which is always one of my favourite classes to watch. So um, that was really good. The atmosphere there was amazing. Everyone was cheering. I think one of the photographers said, I think it was, I don't know if it was in the press conference afterwards that like John Whitaker shed like a little tear. I'm pretty sure someone said that because actually I met... One of the photographers that I'm friends with, I see a lot of different shows and things. I met her, um, I didn't see Harry at Hickstead, but she was chatting to my dad there. And then, because um, so my friend Lydia came with me to Hicksted. And then the next day, straight after that, I had a very busy weekend. So that was on the Friday. And on the Saturday, I went and watched the polo. And that's where she told me about the press conference and things. Um, because she was doing some of the photography for the polo. So I was very kindly invited by Hurlington Polo Club, to, um, I think it's called the King's Coronation, I was gonna say this is something after that, let me double check, is it the King's Coronation Match Cup? That's it, okay, it is called the King's Coronation Cup, there we go, um, and this is actually my first ever, I was gonna say it's my first ever polo match, I don't know if that really counts or not, because I've been to one before, But I was kind of in it. That was when I did um, my Challenge Esme polo video. That was actually my first ever Challenge Esme video. So there we go. That was back in 2020, I believe. So three years ago. That was flown by. Oh my goodness. No, that that feels weird. I feel old. Oh no, time's going too quickly. Um, Anyway, so... um, I tried polo for the first time there. That day, actually, I remember because um, Gus, who is one of the England... I, I was going to say coaches, but he does like all the kind of training, weightlifting, personal trainer kind of person. That's what I, I actually saw him there, and that was really lovely. I saw him for the first time in three years and had a little chat to him. That was nice. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, um, yeah, on that day when I did the Challenge Esme video, it was one of the hottest days of the year. It was like... 35 degrees I want to say which for England it that is muggy like that is hot and sweaty and I remember doing all these like physical activity like workout stuff outside and just like dying in this heat and there was one point I think I went and sat down some water in the shade and one of the guys went to my dad like is she okay and I was like yeah she's just not very good with the heat and it's just done like a full-on workout so um that was a really good fun day I would love to have another go at polo it's just one of those things where there aren't many sort of polo places or polo clubs near where I live like it would have had it would have to be quite a big journey I feel like if you're going to be part of like a team you have to be proper dedicated and go regularly which with my job I probably wouldn't be able to do that unless I kind of became a polo channel which I feel like um I don't know it's probably a bit maybe a bit too niche I don't know I mean, I wouldn't be able to do it on any of my own horses. I've got to put my, my horses first. And um, I do really enjoy show jumping with Joey. But I feel like maybe in another lifetime or maybe in a different point in my life, I would love to do more polo because I would really good fun doing that. Actually, I tell you what was really fun. Polo cross. That's like lacrosse, but on horses. Similar to, um, I just found it really satisfying catching the ball. I don't know what it is. My wrist, actually. This is one thing when I did polo cross. My wrist hurts so much for, like, a day afterwards. And I I don't, because when you catch the ball, you kind of have to twist your wrist really quickly so the net kind of encapsulates the ball so it doesn't just, like, bounce off the net, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, I found polo cross... I would say I don't know cuz I've never done lacrosse before but for some reason I picked up really quickly on like picking up the ball that kind of thing. I think I was just a bit more accurate with polo cross compared to polo like polo if I hit it I could quite well, but maybe not in the direction that I was kind of going for, if you know what I mean. um Although I did used to do hockey at school. Although I, 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 when I was in the school hockey team and the school netball team, I was always a defender because um I feel like a lot of the time when you think of a defender, you think, "Oh, that's kind of like the not so good position." But I actually, like, and when I first became a defender, I thought, "Oh no, like they put me in the not so good spot, that kind of thing." But actually. I quite enjoyed it because I, I don't, and this sounds really mean actually, I would like whoever I was marking, I would basically stick to them like glue. Like there, there was this one hockey match and I remember this girl being so annoyed with me because the whole match, she did not touch the ball once because I was always like in front of her. And, like, I'd, I don't know what it is. I could just, like... and Maybe I just have really good peripheral vision and couldn't like, kind of see behind me. But the whole time, I, I just knew where she was. And I would, like... She always tried to do a little, like, double dodge to try and get out of my way, but for some reason I was just always in front of her and she got so annoyed. I don't know why, it sounds bad that I found it so funny, but um, there we go. I feel like netball actually used to be centre a few times as well because I was quite, sort of, I wasn't, I was never one of the, I was never, like, goal shooter or anything like that because I was always, I was going to say I was short, I was just not tall, if that makes sense. I don't know, because I feel like a lot of girls at school, in, like, year seven, we had such a different, like, height distribution. Everyone kind of started school, school like, secondary school, like, age 11. And they were, like, the tall girls. And then they just kind of stopped growing and everyone kind of overtook them. But I've always been, like, a very middle height because I'm, what, five foot? I'd say I think I'm 166 centimetres. So I'm like five foot five and a half, I want to say. But I always kind of just round up to five foot six or just say I'm five foot five. It kind of depends how I'm feeling, I guess. Depends if I have shoes on as well. So there we go. I think I'm pretty much five foot six with shoes on. But um, anyway, what was I even talking about? Polo. So yeah, I had a lovely time at the polo. That was probably one of the poshest events I've been to. I just kind of looked around and everyone was either very rich very posh or somehow were famous or that kind of thing like um I don't really know if I should really like I don't know if I should there was um one person that was I don't want to say I don't know if I should really say who they are because that's I feel like that's kind of rude like being like oh I saw this person at this thing but there was a um very successful maybe I don't know if he really does much anymore but very successful singer he was there that I recognised, so that was quite cool. Um, there was also a few. I don't know if it was president or prime minister. I think it depends, but there was like a president or a prime minister of a country. So that was pretty wild. And oh yeah, I took my boyfriend as well, so we had a lovely time. And it was it was quite um, Carl who we're good, well I'm good friends with from the Knights of Middle England, and he was doing all the sort of commentating, and he did such an incredible job of making um polo I was gonna say making polo exciting because it is an exciting sport but if you know nothing about it he kind of he did such a good job of making it seem like I, I don't want to just make it like sound like it's not exciting because it is but he did a really good jo- job of just like explaining all the rules and all the things and why it's so technical the horses are going really fast and that kind of thing he, he just made it really entertaining like he is he did, does such an incredible job of that, so it was really lovely to see him. Um, anyway, I took my boyfriend, and at the beginning, when Carl was doing this kind of speech thing, um, he and like kind of he did like a little explanation of what polo is, how it works. He was like, "Has anybody, has anybody here never been to a polo match before?" And my boyfriend put his hand up, and there were probably only about maybe five people in the room that put their hand up, and everyone else like this was their normal Saturday afternoon. Um, and then he, he then said, um, ha- and then can you put your hand up if you've seen Polo before, but you're not like 100% sure of everything that's going on. So I kind of like half put my hand up. And so did um, my friend Storm, who, um, who um, yeah invited me because she kind of works for the does marketing things I'm pretty sure anyway so that was really lovely to catch up with her so we all sat on a table together um and then yeah after having a nice meal we then went outside and watched it and I mean it's, I, it, I, I, it sounds bad I found it so exciting to watch and I think it's because I'm so used to watching um like show jumping and eventing and dressage and normally what I watch at a horse show so to watch something so different and out there that was it was just so much good fun and you kind of had like a team that you were cheering for and um I don't know if you ever get the chance to go to a polo match would recommend It was very good fun um and also like the whole time we we're like oh no it's gonna rain it's gonna rain it's gonna rain and then it the rain held off and it was all good it was great and it was um yeah didn't didn't really rain at all so um yeah we had a great view yeah, good time. And then England won as well, so that was even better. Um, so yeah, after that, me and my boyfriend, we were like, because where it was in Windsor, so we were like, it's kind of like that weird distance where we we could have driven home, but it would have been like still like a few hours. So we thought, you know what, we'll make a weekend of it. We'll um, stay in a hotel for the night. So um, we actually, um, because we literally booked our hotel the night before, we managed to get a really good deal. I think we've got it on Secret Escapes. We managed to get it for a really good price. So we thought, you know what, we'll make the day of it. So we stayed at a nice hotel that had like a pool. So we went and used the spa afterwards. So I can't lie. I think the other weekend was probably the fanciest and poshest weekend of my life. um, Because we stayed in like a nice hotel. We also played... um, because we were like really getting our money's worth. Like it included breakfast, it included using the spa facilities, and it also included using. They had like tennis courts and um, was it called? Paddle ball? Yeah, in the UK we call it paddle ball, but I'm pretty sure in America you guys call it pickle ball, which always makes me laugh. I don't know why. It just sounds really funny, like pickleball, Like it sounds like you like play tennis, but with like a little pickle. I don't know. Um, but anyway, it's basically the exact same well I'm gonna say it's the exact same as tennis it's like somebody saying dressage and show jump are the exact same because they're involved a horse but they're definitely not but I'd say it's very similar to tennis even though both of us didn't really know what the rules were and we're just kind of you know playing around <laughs> it wasn't like a competitive match because neither of us had done it before because we've looked at doing it for a while um, but they're literally where we live there are no I like, think the nearest places are like nearish London so um, I think it's definitely like definitely like a a fancier kind of sport and I think you know horse riding is fancy but anyway so um, we had to go at that so it's kind of yeah like a smaller tennis court with this is going to sound like really bad because I was just saying how like fancy it is but the rackets reminded me of the sort of rackets that you use for swing ball don't know if that's just me but there we go um because yeah we've been both of us have looked into doing it for like a while actually we've been to um the other weekend actually quite a few weeks ago now this was back when we actually had nice weather in england um this summer we did some tennis we went to a local like sort of tennis we looked at we looked around at all the different sort of tennis courts near us and quite a few of them they were like oh yeah you have to pay like 100 pounds for a year's membership and then you have to pay extra on top for every time you hire out and we were like We only just want to go down the road and have a little, you know... I was going to say kick around. That's football, isn't it? I'm really good with my sports. Um, Have a little, you know, play around with tennis. Um, But, yeah, there was one actually place not too far away from us that we luckily managed to go to, and I think it was only, like, £10 to hire the courts for an hour, which wasn't too bad. If you split it between the two of us as well, so... Yeah, we had good fun doing that. I feel like in summer it's always fun to like try different activities or try different things. Like, actually, I was going to say you wouldn't really do tennis much in the winter, but there are quite a lot of like indoor tennis places. There's like um, like a little pod that they have that they kind of like blow up with air where they do tennis in like a nearby town for near us. So that's quite cool. But. um... I don't know I just feel like in the summer or the summertime you always feel like more like doing like little new activities or new sports that you probably wouldn't necessarily do in the winter when you just want to be all tucked up in bed under a blanket next to a fire all warm so yeah that was my very very fancy weekend away And then um, on the time I'm recording this, like last week, I was in Scotland. So that was with World Horse Welfare. I went to um, Bellwade Farm for the first time. I actually went to Scotland for the first time. I was going to... A lot of people were like, oh, how's your first time in Scotland? And I was like, it's really good. Well, it's my first time in sort of living memory because I can't remember if I was two... Or if I was like very, very young, was I one? Yeah, dad says I was one. Okay, so I was one years old um, the first time and the only time I've been to Scotland. I also have technically kind of been to Scotland a second time because we did like a family trip up to Northumberland and we went to Hadrian's Wall, which is kind of like the wall in between England and Scotland. But it's not like the Great Wall of China or anything like that. It's not like a proper, like, wall, wall. But anyway, we... uh, I mean, it is a wall, but you can literally, like, climb over it. Or what what I can remember from when I was 10. So we did a family holiday there where I stepped over the wall and walked into Scotland. But that definitely doesn't count as, like, an actual trip to Scotland because we didn't really go any further than that. Um, So there we go. But, um, yeah, my first time in Scotland in living memory... Or, oh, yeah, in that I can remember. I had so much fun. It was also, I cannot believe that I hadn't been to Scotland sooner. I feel like we were... I can't remember who we were joking this with. I feel like a lot of people will be like, oh, you don't want to go to Scotland in the summer, all the midgies come out and that kind of thing. And I feel like that's maybe a way of the Scottish not having all the English come over to their beautiful countryside in the summer and they can kind of just have it to themselves. So um, I will definitely be going to back to Scotland at some stage because it was so beautiful. This is probably going to sound really weird, but for someone who lives in the countryside, but in like southern England, for me... Scotland felt like America... In the sense of like the roads and the countryside because where I am everything's because it's like nearer London everything's a little bit more built up like you don't really go that far without seeing like a house or even like me in the countryside like you'll go down a country lane but the country lanes are literally like the one they're similar to the ones in Devon in the sense where the roads are only wide enough for kind of one car to go down properly and there are loads of hedges either side and it's really built up and it's just like kind of farmer's fields when in Scotland, everything was a little bit more open. There were a lot of really nice like pine trees. I love pine trees, and they're so pretty. um and also just every, like the landscape like obviously you know, um we were in the Highlands, we were in Aberdeenshire, so that was really pretty and see all the sort of kind of more hilly mountainous areas and it was just breathtaking. so it, the reason why it reminded me of America was because it had like the roads were so good. I don't know what it is where we live, potholes everywhere. Roads that are only wide enough for one car to get through. Scotland, there were, you know, roads where two cars could easily go through with, like, cat's eyes in the middle or, like, a little stripe in the middle to actually show that two cars can go on this road and pass by each other safely. Um, And, yeah, everything was just so open and pretty. And I I had a blast. Also, there was a lot less, like, rubbish and stuff. I think there's there's just less people in Scotland. Like, the population is lower. So there's just, yeah, there was less traffic. There was... Yeah, ooh, it was great. I I, lo- I loved it. I mean, it rained a lot when we were there, but to be fair, the whole of July, it's been raining in England. Everyone was like, oh, I'm so... S-, at the meetup, everyone was like, oh, I'm so sorry about the Scottish weather. And I was like, it's fine. It's been raining the whole time in England as well. Like, I'm, I, you know, we're used to the rain too. But um, no, I had a great time. And um, so I did a... Actually, the, I hadn't even said what I was doing at the World Horse Welfare there at Belliard Farms. So um, we arrived on the... I need to get my days right it's been one of those times where you just lose track of what day of the week it is and filming this on a Saturday um so there we go but no I think it was the it was the Wednesday that we flew out and then um I rode a horse called Hatchie World Horse Welfare Hatchie actually I think is his full name um and he was um taken in by World Horse Welfare and then rehomed and I got to ride him in a demo my first ever demo Hatchy's first ever demo um, in front of, I want to say, was it 500 people? Was it even more than that? Was it, how much was it? 850. 850, oh my goodness. Okay, so there were 850 people at this sort of demo. And yeah, my first time riding in front of that many people as well. I mean, technically I've run in front of more people if you count people watching my videos, but I'm talking about real real life here. um So yeah, that was, I honestly thought I was going to be a lot more nervous beforehand when actually i i was cool as a cucumber i think it's because i know that a lot of horses like pick up on i was gonna say bad vibes horses can really pick up on how you're feeling and your nerves and i rode hatchie the day before so i rode him in the indoor and they had this like orange barrier for where like people could stand and watch us and that kind of thing so i would never seen that before so he had a little, little look at that but it was a really good boy and also i haven't even told you what hatchie looks like if you're a um, haven't watched the video or seen it on the socials. So Hatchie is a 15-2 cob who is 13 years old. Um, he is black and white, piebald, very cute. Um, gl- glorious long long mane. Um and yeah, he was so lovely to ride. honestly, he was well better behaved than my horses definitely would have been. Like we even went for a hack as well with one of his um Hatchie's friends, Blue. Um and then we got to go for like a little walk around or hack around the whole um, farm, um, the whole 170 acres of farm as well. And it was beautiful, like the backdrop. I felt like Meredith from Brave, like riding this cob in the Scottish Highlands. It was just, it was amazing. Um, but anyway, we did this thing where Blue can only, uh, Blue can only do like walk and trot for whatever reason. So that. So they were like, look, go down to the bottom. You can have a little gallop back up to us. And if I did that on... Number one on Casper, Casper wouldn't have... He would have napped the whole time. He wouldn't have walked away from whatever friend he was hacking with. He would have been like, no, I don't want to leave them. So that would have been a bit of a struggle. And then also, on the way back, if I was on Joey or if I was on Casper, both of them, I would have... I would have had little say in the speed that we were going on the way back. They would have gone full-on zoomies. I'm going as fast as I can. When cute little hatchy. it was like okay i like trotted first and he was like okay i'll canter and then i gave him a little extra squeeze he was like okay i'll go a little bit faster if you want me to but it was very much like he i could tell he was like kind of like looking after me in like a cute little way like he was just he was just like the best boy he was so good don't tell the horse that like i said he was the best boy but like honestly this horse was it's like gold dust like he honest, yeah was just so well behaved going into a, a, an arena as well um luckily the lady who was on the kind of speaker that he she did like a little talk about hatchy about um his journey and why wild horse welfare took him in and that kind of thing and then um i went in afterwards but before i went in she was like please don't clap or cheer when they come in because this is the first time he's seen this many people in his entire life um but yeah we went in um but literally like it wasn't until kind of like the morning of that I kind of knew what we were going to be doing in the demo because at first I thought oh I'll just go in and somebody will be telling me what to do and that kind of thing and they were like no you're just gonna go in with your little Britney Spears microphone kind of on and um yeah just chat away and ride away and just do your own thing on Hatchy. and I was like oh okay that's fine so um I went into what <laughs> my family call um podcast mode where I just kind of verbal diarrhea I felt that's such a horrible phrase I said that in the other podcast I'm very sorry I don't want people to think about poo um but there we go um so anyway I just kind of just chatted for however I don't even know how long I was in there um but to be fair I was quite impressed with how not out of breath i was for riding a horse and talking at the same time so i just kind of chatted a bit about what i got up to with hatchie the day before um about world horse welfare about how i rehomed duke and duke's sort of rehoming story from there um being a patron for world horse welfare that kind of thing so yeah it was a really good weekend met loads of you guys too um so yeah the meetup was really fun a lot of people actually said to me like oh have you struggled with the scottish accent yet and i'll tell you what I was it was all right actually for some I, I actually I I've probably said this before in the podcast my hearing is not very good like I do struggle sometimes to hear things especially if there's a lot of background noise but actually it was all good I, I no no problems with the Scottish accent maybe you know all those times I've watched um <laughs> watch Brave the Disney film I don't know I just love it like the little scene where she's doing horseback archery on um angus i'm pretty sure is the name of the horse that she rides it's cob but anyway there we go it was all good it was a great time i i kind i really want to go back to scotland sometime the whole time my dad was like i want to take your mum to scotland and have a little weekend away because it's so pretty and there were no midges no no bugs didn't get bitten at all so there we go although apparently ticks are quite often but to be fair the forest that we go to if you walk around in shorts in the summer like you're not like likely to get ticks but i was kind of i'm a bit wary i think that was once actually i found a tick on casper after i took him to the forest and um it's kind of like oh ticks just gross me out a little bit i had i oh i had a tick on my forehead once when um i was eight and i remember like feeling this lump because it was kind of like on my hairline i felt like that was quite commonplace and i remember feeling this lump and i was like Mum, can you just have a look at this mole? Because I thought it was like a mole or something like that. And I was like, it's quite big. I've never noticed it before. And she was like, oh, just wait one second. I'm just going to um, just sit there. Like, she, like, it was like kind of that thing where she was like, it had to be like calm, mother so to not distress her child so she was like just wait there a second i'm just gonna um and then she just got she was like i'm just gonna get some tweezers to have a better look at it and i was like okay and then she just, like did the thing where you like twist it out and she was like and then she got it out and then she like i don't know, what are you supposed to do with ticks like burn them on you or something i can't even remember what she did with it like that sounds horrible but um and then she told me afterwards, like, yeah, that wasn't a mole. That was a tick. And I was like, ooh, that's disgusting. Like, I feel like I'm not like a I'm like bugs and things like that don't gross me out. But anything that involves like flesh eating freaks me out. Like maggots and leeches, even though that's blood, not Uh, sorry we're going to change the topic because if anybody is eating this is not a very nice thing for me to talk about so apologies apologies if you're eating your lunch or your dinner or your breakfast or just having a snack or even drinking a cup of tea um so yeah I'll I'll move swiftly on I don't even see I do this all the time I don't even know how I get onto these topics but here we go um I feel like growing up with having doctor parents very much like I, i like, there are some things where I just forget that it's rude and you shouldn't really talk about those things in the dinner table because, for me, that was just normal. Um, anyway, <laughs> moving swiftly on. Um, so, yeah, had a lovely time at World Horse Welfare, meeting all of you guys. I felt so bad because I can't believe I've been doing YouTube and social media this long, and I've never done a meet and greet at Scotland, in Scotland until now. Or I haven't even been... Yeah, I've been to many places, but I haven't even been to Scotland, like, literally, our next-door neighbours. So... Um, yeah I literally have been like all literally all over the British Isles this year been to England Scotland and Wales oh another thing that I thought I'd talk about because it's one of those things where I have known what the new Lemieux colours are for like I want to say a year at least like I already know what next year's spring summer is Um, because this year actually they have very kindly given me the spring summer stuff actually in spring summer normally what happens is it's like middle of winter i get all the spring summer stuff come through and they're like yeah try and somehow make it look like spring and summer and i'm just there in like minus actually there was this one time it was minus four i was up on the hills on casper and my i remember my dad being like oh i'm a bit chilly and then he looked at me and went actually wait i cannot complain like he was saying oh my hands are a bit chilly because he didn't have any gloves on and he looked at me and was like oh she is in like a short sleeve t-shirt in minus four with high winds she's going to be a little bit colder than me right now so um anyway this year i'm very excited to actually take spring summer photos in spring and summer um although i don't have to give it all back because it's all the stuff that they use for advertising i'm pretty sure and selling it to shops like red post um but anyways so sorry i had to had to sneak that in there um but yeah i thought i can now finally tell you or talk to you about the new autumn winter colors so um oh, they always have very interesting names they're, i don't know why it always makes me think of what's isn't there like that furrow and ball color called like elephant's breath they haven't had one that weird yet actually i feel like the weirdest one was probably musk um so yeah there we go um don't want to sound rude but musk is like it just makes me think of like a, a man's armpit is that like a weird thing to say like a like a um, a musk i don't know anyway moving moving swiftly on um yeah the colors for this year are atlantic spruce and orchid now i'm going to describe them for you because this is a audio podcast so also even if you're watching the video version like it's just my face like anyway um so spruce is a emerald oh my jaw clicked then sorry about that spruce is an emerald green and um i've been waiting for this color green for so long because obviously we've had hunter green but that's a little bit more of like a yellowy green i want to say like this is a proper like jade green kind of color i guess um but it is beautiful and also, Joey looks very nice in green, so I'm very excited to wear spruce on him. Even though I've already worn it once for our little photo shoot we did the other day. Um, and then, um, what else is there? So also, I don't know. What, I don't know when I first heard about this being a thing. I think I was pretty old. I think I must have been like 15 when I first heard this. But some people say that you shouldn't put green on a horse because it's unlucky. But my whole childhood at Pony Club, our Pony Club colours were green. So I was always wearing a green saddle pad on my horse. So I just never kind of thought of it as unlucky. So, I mean, I don't even know how competitive... I I feel like there was definitely more Pony Clubs out there that were more competitive than us. But maybe that was just the groups I was in. I was always in like the B team or whatever for show jumping or mounted games. Um, There were definitely other people that did a lot better than me in Pony Club competition. But um, anyway, so yeah sorry spruce then we have um Atlantic that is a like a I don't even have to describe it it's like a all of the colors are like a little bit more muted this year which I think is very nice for autumn winter a little bit different um blue obviously is a very safe choice I know that blue is always a very popular color I'm pretty sure in my merch the like baby blue hoodies are the top color or the top preference so there we go uh also blue looks good on any anyone any horse like especially yeah i'd i wouldn't even yeah oh yeah blue looks good on everything so can't really go wrong with that green also looks good on any horse and any person and any yeah coloured horse so um and then the I'd feel like the one that's going to be a little bit more out there even though I feel like it's not even that out there it's called Orchid and the best way I'd describe it is it's like a cross between a burgundy and a dusky pink I'd say it's probably more of like a dusty dusty dusky pink um and I think that's really pretty it looks so nice and joey as well I feel like um dapple greys always look really nice in burgundies i don't know what it is i just think they look very very smart like burgundy is such a smart color um so he looks very very cute in that um but yeah I'm, I'm, my dad's favorite is the orchid i think i'm gonna have to say spruce because I'm, i've been waiting for a greeny color like that for ages um but yeah let me know which color your favorite is i I do really like the atlantic as well and i think that's gonna be such a, like a classic color that you can just like if you've got like a show jumping um I was going to say not not a competition clinic. There we go. Showing up a jumping clinic or a lesson. I think that will look very smart. Like they're all very smart colours. They're all very like traditional colours as well. Um, so there we go. I think they're very pretty. Also, I took. Oh my gosh! I can't believe I haven't said the story yet. For, um, so I came back from Scotland. Joey had a few days off while I was away. Um, so I came back. That bear in mind. On that particular day, I woke up at three a.m. to get our six a.m. flight back to england um and then it was just one of those days where i was like joey i have not had enough sleep to be able to deal with whatever your antics today <laughs> so um i was like okay number one i washed joey joey does not like being washed that much what i probably should have done was been like okay he's had two days off should probably school him and then get some photos and i thought you know what he's so good like we're just going to go for like a nice little light hack and he was perfect like when we're doing all the photos and all the content and that kind of stuff and the videos he was perfect the when when everything went wrong when everything went downhill was when I I was like my dad normally when we go for a hack uh, I have someone come along with me and my dad normally comes on his bike but because we were taking photos he didn't have his bike with him so we couldn't keep up and I could tell oh okay we'd turned around ready to go back home and that's when Joey was like no like he literally like i think he squealed he was like he was like no like proper like not happy he really wanted to go on that hack and i was just and he um through basically had a tantrum he hasn't he barely does this he's done this probably like once or twice in his entire life before this and um his tantrum was him jumping up in the air and bucking out a little bit like in the Spanish riding school. I think that's the best way I can describe it. Like, kind of a, like a crow hop with a buck at the end. And I was just like, Joey, I've, I'm functioning on very little sleep right now. Like, this is not good. Because obviously, I needed to try and get these photos done ready for it coming out this week Uh, and before obviously my trip to Ireland as well Um, because when this podcast comes out I will be um, at the Longines Global Champions Tour straight after the Dublin Horse Show so there we go Um, but anyway so I thought you know what I'll just take him on a nice relaxed hack, take some photos along the way. What I didn't know was that if I turned around halfway through our hack to go back home again, rather than go for a gallop across the fields, that he was not going to be happy. So, um, to be fair, he um, he calmed down very quickly after after like maybe two or three big, very big bucks. He did calm down very quickly. He kind of did like did this like little. He did basically the passage for. Halfway home, and then um, every time he kind of went back to walk or calmed down, I really like praised him and gave him a lot of pats and was like, "Good boy, good calm boy." And then he went back to walk and was just walked home on the buckle, and um, was actually a very good boy. He just like needed to let me know that actually I'm very upset that I didn't get to go for a full on gallop across this field that I thought I was promised. So don't worry, I've taken him for a, a gallop cross there since, and he was a good boy, um, but also that afternoon, I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna lunge him, I'm just gonna lunge him, <laughs> I am just going to lunge him i did not have enough, like, mental capacity to school him today in the arena, and get that energy out, so I lunged him, and he was actually very good, like, no, he was perfect to be tacked up for his lunging, he was perfect when we got home, like, it was literally, like a funny the best way to describe it he just had a funny five minutes just had five minutes where it was like i'm really angry that you didn't let me gallop and i'm going to tell you that so um (laughs) there we go i felt really bad but he was very good to be lunged he's been hacked and zoomed across there since and he was good and he's all happy it was just yeah i think he got excited a bit too excited and then disappointed so i'm sorry joey we got the photos the photos look good and he's all good also one of the reasons why joe like normally joey is um exercised by one of my friends while i'm away but um because we were only away for what two days for scotland i was like it'll be fine he can just have a little rest because like he gets ridden five six times a week i want to say he's pretty pretty well exercised like, he, like i feel like joey is the sort of horse the the fitter he is the more um, energetic he is, which like makes sense. Like for example, when I t- got him back into show jumping after all his time off with his injury, I I was like, oh no, he's going to be too wild. He's going to be too excited. When actually, I think he just forgot how fun it was. Like if I don't do something with like if I don't jump him for like two weeks and I get back into it again, he's n- he's not like super pumped for it. I think He just forgets how fun it is, and then he gets back into it. It's like actually, I'm really enjoying this. This is really good fun. Um, I, I think it's when when he's unfit that he's just less less wild so but no anyway sorry i'm making out joey to be this like absolute beast of a horse he literally just had a funny five minutes and he's all good now so um and he's been very well behaved since so actually i've got to say joey's like, i don't want to sound like a little proud mum here or like i'm boasting about my child but joey's flat work has come on so much lately he's doing so well so i'm very very proud of him very happy Um, But anyway, I feel like that is enough sort of chatting for one day. I'm sure when I come back from my exciting trip to Dublin, which uh, this is all, all very confusing. I'm filming this the week before. So I have something because I'm just I'm basically gone for a week. I'm gone don't worry, all the horses are going to be very well looked after and cared for by my family, but yeah, I'm going to be, I, I hate going, I, it's, it's like such a weird thing, I hate going away because I get so homesick because I miss the horses and my family and that kind of thing, but then also like I'm so excited as well, and I can't wait to see all of you guys, and I love going to the shows, so it's it's like a weird kind of feeling, anyway, I'm looking forward to that, but um yeah, anyway, next time I see you, I'll have all my adventures to talk about and all the shows and all the places I've been. So um, yeah, I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much again to Red Post for sponsoring the podcast and also a little shout out to my sponsors, Lemieux, as you guys know, when I've talked about all the colours and that kind of thing. But anyway, thank you so much for watching today's or listening. I always say that. I always say watching. I'm so used to say watching such a YouTube girl. But anyway, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast and I'll see you all next time. Bye.